T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Former Browns offensive lineman Jason Pinkston on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Jason, welcome to the show, bud. What's going on, fellas? Oh, just, just getting just, ready. Just vibing on a Friday. Just, just vibing on a Friday. Are you vibing today? Yeah, I am. You know, I, I'm vibing today. I'm, I'm headed to here to the Penguin game this afternoon. Ooh. So nice. it's been a pretty good Friday so far. Well, we'd love to hear it, my guy. So, um... Maybe let's just start with uh, the Browns hire of Jim Schwartz. I wanted to get your thoughts on that, and what do you think that might mean for the defense? Love it. I absolutely love it, man. He is a great defensive coordinator. Um, if he can get those guys playing like he had some of those those previous teams he was coaching playing, um, I think it's so huge for our defensive line, um, the way we scheme things you know, moving forward here. I mean, I, I, we got one of the, the a good one. We got a really good one. Um, he'll probably be one of our better coordinators that we've had to date. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he can come up with. Um, you know, to create some turnovers and, and and get our guys playing at the level that they're capable of. You know, if you're Jim Schwartz and you just come in here, I mean, he talked about this in his press conference a little bit about Miles Garrett and trying to get him to even raise his level from where he was a season ago. What, what's the first thing you say if you're Jim Schwartz to, to Miles Garrett? Is there a conversation you have? Because obviously this season was not great. I mean, it was great on the field at times, 
but certainly had some 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 issues we don't know internally. Um, but but to get Miles to the next level, like what do you what do you say to to Miles if you're if you're Jim Schwartz? You know what, Miles is like he's a special guy. He's a, a definitely a, a a talented, a very talented football player. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that you 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 may not have to really coach too much, and and technique wise and scheme wise. Um, you know, that's kind of one of those situations where you, you you know you pull him in and you 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 give him some goals and 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 you you know you set some standards with what you expect from him and what you want from him. And I, I feel like you know that that first conversation they probably had is them them two getting to know each other. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to start diving. He's going to start diving into film and you know seeing what Miles does best and what the team does best. And I'm sure he, Jim's going to ask those questions of you know. What, what what hurt us? You know what 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 were we lacking? You know, just trying to get some 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 feedback from a guy who is considered a leader on that team. And I think the biggest thing is for you know with Miles and and them meeting together. I think it, it's going to be big. That first conversation is very important. You know, it, it's you know the first time you're meeting someone, you want to make a good impression and you want to let them know that you're going to be here for them and, and you're going to do things to to up his level of play. Um, and, and maybe he can coach him and, and get him to that level. And I think he can. You know, he's always had a very, very tough defensive line wherever he was at. Um, he's a fantastic coach, um, you know, and I, I think it's, it's, it's a great hire that we got him. And I, I look forward to seeing these guys, you know, this spring and summer and how they improve and, and, and ultimately the season and wh- which way this thing goes. Jason, statistically, Miles had arguably the best season of his career, right? When you look at sacks, TFLs, uh, forced fumbles, pressures, all these things go together. As a matter of fact, for most of the season, uh, Pro Football Focus had him ranked as the number one defender in the NFL, and yet it doesn't feel like there was a push for him as the defensive player of the year. And Some have surmised that that goes to the off the field. He got benched this year. Uh, Nick Bosa didn't get benched. Uh, he had the car accident, which was you know about of recklessness. Uh, that didn't happen to Cam Hayward in Pittsburgh. So, I guess my my the question I'm leading to here is how much should the off the field stuff from this year impact our uh, our perception of of Miles from 2022? You know, like you know, th- things happen, and and we're all human. You know. Um, you know the the off the field stuff. You know the speeding and the accident. Um, that that should never happen. You know. You know he, he could have really hurt himself or hurt someone else or you know even his. I think his. I believe there was a passenger in the car that may have got hurt as well. You know when you when you look at those situations, you you you, you put that aside from football and say, man, you could you could have really you know you could have killed yourself or killed someone else. Um, you know, I, I don't hold that against him. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm not happy that it happened, and it was very disappointing. You know, just to put yourself in harm. You know, it, it's it's bigger than just football. You know, obviously you hurt your team, but um, first and foremost, man, you you could have really hurt someone else or someone else. You know, you hurt your family by doing things like that. That was very disappointing. Um, you know, being benched this year. You know that now that's football related. That's that's very disappointing. He's one of your leaders. You don't, you know, you don't you expect him no matter what the situation is to to do what you need to do and do your job. Um, I I think it's one of those deals where I think there was some frustration 
there with how the season was going, and, and that's understandable. But at the end of the day, you still got to be a pro. Um, and in today's world, you know, th- those things that come out on, on these social networks and, 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 and on the news, I mean, it, they, they, it, it, you're, you're under a microscope. And once that microscope's on you, um, you know, sometimes they try to paint a picture of someone who you truly may not be. But at that time, you, you know, you screwed up and, you know, the light's on you. But I, I overall think Miles is a, a really good guy. He does a lot for the community. He does a lot for his hometown. Um, you know, so I, I'm not going to read into it too much. But there's definitely areas where he can grow as a as a player and a person off the field, and um, and, and we're all human, and, and that's you know we make mistakes, and we just got to grow from them and learn, and not make the same mistakes. Jason, do you think it's fair to say the Browns, whether on or off the field, still need more out of Miles? Absolutely, I think. I mean, I think we we always can do more. You know, you can always be better, um, and and I think that's part of. You know, the, some of the changes being made, you know, that, uh, you know, throughout the organization, I, th- I think that's going to help him change. You know, the expectations are going to be held to a higher standard. Um, just from what I know from Coach Schwartz, um, you know, he's always, you know, demanded the most out of his defensive his defensive teams. Um, you know, his schemes are elaborate. And, you know, so I think that's going to hold him to a higher standard. And then, you know, off the field, you know, you can always do more. You know, you can always go out and, and, and get back in the community and do more, um, you know, and, and, and those types of those types of guys, you always want to do that. Um, and, and I believe Miles is one of those guys who, who truly does, you know, he loves that city, loves the fans in the community, and I, I don't think that will be an issue for him at all. Jason, there's a lot of talk out of uh, Baltimore about Lamar Jackson and his status uh, going forward. Uh, do, do you think the Ravens should re-sign him to a long-term deal? I mean, I think he's earned it for what he's done with that team uh, thus far. Now, you know, I mean, that that team has been basically uh, put on his shoulders by by him and, you know, Mark Andrews and the guys in their run game. I I think he's done enough. Um, He's proven that he can win games. I mean, obviously they lost a couple big playoff games here in the past. But I I think he's done enough. But, I mean, I I don't know how they're going to value him. Um, and he's a running quarterback. I mean, he can throw. He throws the ball decent enough. Um, and I, I, I'd love to see them with a true number one receiver and, and see how that would help them. But it always seems that you know he he does things with his legs and his arm when he has to, and he's won them a lot of games. I mean, it, it's hard to just say we're gonna you know let let that guy go and and not bring him back and. And to start over with a new whole new quarterback, I mean, that could change the whole dy- dynamic of your team. And I think what he's done over these last couple of years, I mean, he's a proven player. He's a proven player in this league. Former Browns offensive lineman Jason Pinkston on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. I know we've talked a lot of Browns here, but a huge weekend in the NFL. Let's start in the Bills-Bengals game. The last time I looked, and admittedly it's been 24 hours, I want to say the line was at five and a half points. The Bills were favorites. Uh, when you look at that game, do you think it's going to be closer than expected? You know, man, that, those are two offenses that are high power. Um, they put up a lot of points. And, and, and listen, Buffalo's defense is, is touted as a very good defense. But they, they've been, you know, it's been proven to give up some points. And I think, you know, with the Bengals and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and that whole offense, I, I think it's going to be a similar 
game that 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 the Bills and the the Chiefs had last year in the AFC playoffs. I think I honestly think they're going to go at it, and it's going to be a I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think you're going to need at least at least thirty something points to win that game. Uh, th- those are two very capable quarterbacks. They can make all the throws. The wide receivers can can break any ball and, and take it to the house. I, I, that's one game I am very I'm looking forward to to watch that game more than any game. It's gonna it should be a good game. I, I hate that they're meeting right now. I wish there was a way that these teams could meet in the Super Bowl. You know, but, but, but the Bills, Bengals, or the you know the 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 Chiefs are one of those teams. I'd like to see those guys play a Super Bowl instead of having to play to see who goes to the Super Bowl. Or, you know, those are those are those are some of the best teams out there, and um, it should be it should be a very exciting game. A lot of fireworks on both sides of the ball. If that game came down to just who was the better quarterback, right? Who would you take, Josh Allen to win the game or Joe Burrow to win the game? Um, flip a coin, man. I mean, there, there. Those are two. I, I think Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrows, and and Josh Allen. You can you can flip a coin and take either one. But if I if I'd have, I honestly, I have to give it to, I'd have to give it to Josh Allen, man. He he's a ball player. I mean, he he's a little bit more mobile than Joe to say, but I think their arm strength and 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 delivering the ball to these receivers. I think it's a it's a coin flip of who you pick. Pink, great stuff as always, man. Enjoy another loaded weekend of the playoffs. Enjoy the Penguins game tonight. I plan on it, man. I plan on it. I'm gonna go down there and have a couple couple cokes there with you the go. family, and hopefully see some good hockey. Is that what we call uh, cocktails these days? C- cokes. I, I guess it's it's kind of radio approved. Okay. You know? so I, I, I always cocktails. say a couple pops or couple a couple pop. cokes or something like that. Couple something couple of pops fun. down there in uh, Pittsburgh. Or, or sodas for the people who like to call it soda. <laughs> no, those people are the the worst, absolutely. Uh, Jason, fun, great man. stuff, buddy. Have fun. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Playoff-wise, I've, I've got a comment for you. Did you see that tweet I sent in the DMs? You're talking about the NFL thing? Yeah. Let's get to that in a second. Because yeah, yeah. that, that, that one... That, that fascinates me. It, it, it chaps... And I think it, I think it could be heading down a path where uh, Roger wants. Yeah. It chaps my ass a little bit. We'll get to that in a second. But you know, we asked Jason Pinkston... Moments ago, if because I think this game, I think this game is going to be closer. Um, I understand the a lot of the analysis of this Bills Bengals game was well, Josh Allen made every mistake imaginable, and they still were able to relatively easy at the end pull away from the the Dolphins. Whereas with the 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 Bengals, the Bengals basically only won that game against Baltimore because of the Sam Hubbard. Yeah, uh, I mean touchdown. one one fluke play yeah. cost the Ravens a chance to compete this weekend against Buffalo. And I do think Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa being out and Lyle Collins has also hurt the right tackle. Mm-hmm. I do think that has a huge impact on this game. Here's the problem. That Josh Allen that kept a Miami team that isn't very good in that game. Sorry, comparatively. Miami wasn't a championship team with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Correct. So that Josh Allen that kept Miami in the game has done that a lot this year. The red zone uh, turnovers have become such an issue this year. And it's been, I mean, like, he's always going to be the guy that, like, the bugaboo's always going to be turnovers. One, he's a big physical quarterback, so he runs a little bit, so fumbles are going to happen. And two, he's a gunslinger. 
So those things are going to happen. They just haven't happened at this clip for uh, Josh Allen since maybe his rookie year or second year in the NFL. Yeah. I do think that's the equalizer to the offensive line struggles. It wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if this was a game that was like 17 to 13. Like it just uh, offensively unless Josh Allen can stay off the turnovers. You know, it's so funny these games this weekend. I I think they're all going to be close. Mhm. Um I I am worried about that like as a Bills fan. Mhm. I'm worried about the Bengals. Isn't it weird? Burrow the, is so good. Well, isn't it? Like, it, I know his O-line, you talked about it, but, like, I'm still worried about that. We asked Pink, like, well, if it came down to just the quarterbacks. Right. And he took Josh Allen. And I, I, I'm i the second biggest Josh Allen honk on the station behind <laughs> you. I take Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's hard. I, I think that they're, like, neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I, I like probably a little bit more about Allen is that he's just, he's a better runner. Mm-hmm. And just adds that extra element, but I think Burrow's more of a consistent passer. Yeah, and and I think like Joe Joe has boo boos here and there. He doesn't like it. Feels like I mean, you saw it in the that Miami game. Every mistake that happened after that first turnover was tied to that first turnover. And so I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just like a um, mental thing. Well, I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's just like a he's like a vibe guy. Like there are guys like you get hot and cold. They're hot and cold yeah. players. Like I don't know if it's that, but I do know like specific to this year, we've never seen Josh Allen turn the ball over like this and he just did it in the playoffs. So you add to that like there's a chance Josh Allen could go out there and throw for four touchdowns and the the Buffalo Bills could win by three tutties. There's also a chance that that Josh Allen has another multi-turnover game, and this game comes down to the final play. And that's all on Josh Allen. That's not talking about the rest of Buffalo. Allen has a little farve in him. Yeah, yeah. Where he can get to be a little bit reckless at times, Mm -hmm. even though, like, both supremely talented players. But, like, you got to take care of the ball. They also, and this is... But I will say this about both players, like... An interception didn't really affect them. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I'll also say I just don't think Buffalo has ever built the kind of running running offense they could have. And I mean that they don't like, try. Well, yeah, like which they're, is weird. Like more often than not, it's like Josh Allen gets like eight or nine carries or ten carries, and then Singletary has another seven or eight carries, ten carries, and then maybe. Um, Moss, uh, not Moss, Cook has uh, another five or six carries. So, like, they do get to, like, 26 uh, carries, but, but like... Not consistent with and, one guy. And a, No a, one ever gets into a yes. rhythm. And and the big thing with Allen is a lot of his runs are when plays have broken down and, and teams have, have covered, and he can just run for 20 yards. Yep. And I, do, I don't think that helps him. I think when you have... Uh, and I think you can actually track this. You mentioned Favre. I think you can go back and track... Um, in Green Bay, the years where they really had, whether it was Edgar Bennett or Amon Green, the years that they had like a running back that they could turn around and they actually ran properly, Brett Favre's turnovers were cut down. The years where they just said, ah, all right, Brett, you go out there. You go out there and sling it were the years where he would have 20 interceptions, 25 interceptions. You have to kind of mit- like when you have a quarterback like Josh, you really I think have to mitigate or or at least like 
make the game plan to like adjust it on the fly to mm-hmm. what's working for him. Yeah. Because he's so talented. He could do everything. But man, if it just gets a little askew, he's so it's that arm hubris, dude. You mentioned Favre thing. Like he just knows he can throw the ball he anywhere he wants it. it to, and occasionally that leads to well, Mahomes does the same thing sometimes. I mean, oh, yeah. because they're so talented and they can do such freaky things with, with, with the football, they take chances. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's funny because... Like if, if you are... Um, just name some random quarterback. If you're Joshua Dobbs, yeah. okay? Respectfully, uh, of course. Yeah. You're not like late in the down throwing back across the field. Yeah. Because you see a guy open because you think you can get it there. Yep. Those dudes can. Yep. And by and the way... they can get it there. It's not even like that. Remember when Drew Henson was was rolling out, and I think this was in an, an no, it was a college game. It was when it was Michigan, and he there weren't threw, many good pro games. He threw the ball across his body across the field, and it was the width of the field that he made the throw, and it was to the far sidelines from these sidelines over here, and it, but it was like ten yards down the field, so it was like fifty yards, like thirty like yards a 50 across. Yard throw yes. for a ten yard gain. Yes, Josh Allen makes those same attempts. That same sideline to sideline throw, thirty yards down the field he occasionally. Yeah, yeah. So I, no, I don't know. Like uh, th- most years, if you said Allen or Burrow it, to win a game, and between these two teams, I'll tell you this much: like if this game were in Cincinnati, I'd probably take the Bengals. Yeah, I think the home field matters. Yeah, which is why, which is why the ne- the what, next topic we're bringing up here, and and I didn't really mean to segue it that way, but. The idea of not having home field um, until the Super Bowl or having a home field mm-hmm. like in the AFC Championship game is to me just baffling. So you and I, when the NFL had announced the the rules changes for these playoffs because of the fallout from the, the Bills-Bengals first game being canceled, um, when you and I talked about it, I said, just wait. This is the test balloon. They're going to they're gonna see how this goes because the NFL – the thing that has made their franchises worth, what was it, $6 billion for the Denver Broncos? Some people are saying that the – or $5 billion. Some people are saying the the Washington Commanders could go for upwards of 8 or $9 billion. The thing that makes that their franchises so um, – such a great investment yeah. is they constantly find the next way to, to get blood from the stone. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking financially. And so – if you look around right now, like Europe, Europe and and in overseas, that's like all right, we got to find a way to 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 tap into the global audience and to get those dollars, right? The other thing from the American game, from games played in America is more off-site games or more neutral site games. And so when this came out, was I not heated? Dude, I hate the neutral site games. I hate them in college football. I, I hate them in the NFL. And I especially hate them in the playoffs. Like in like in in college, I understand it's like, a little I bit get, different. I get it for the championship. Yes, that's fine. Yes, but so have you ever been on Radio Row at the Super Bowl? Yes. No, I will tell you. And by the way, it's a fun experience. Let me please leave. Would have that. loved to go yeah. at some point. It's it Would is have been a fun to be there. it is a fun right, atmosphere Keith? to be in. But the actual Super Bowl itself is a giant ass kissing corporate event. Yeah. There's no feel to it. There's no fandom to it. It has nothing to do with the two teams playing other than there are two, meaning it has nothing to do with the fans of the teams playing 
other than the fact their favorite two teams are vying for a chance to win a championship. And the idea that the NFL, and I get why the NFL does it. The, the Super Bowl is the the big thing. Not only does is it the conclusion of this year's football business. Financially, it's the thing that you use to set yourself up going forward. It is this. It is a huge thing. It's huge for every one of their sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. I have no doubt in my mind that the reason why the NFL today sent out the press release, and not just that, they could not have fired this they off. They fired quick this thing out so quickly because they were so proud of what they accomplished. Brian McCarthy, who is the um, the head of PR for the NFL, yep, put out this press release saying more than fifty thousand tickets sold in one day to the potential neutral site AFC title game in Atlanta. Um, which, of course, is only going to be played in Atlanta if the Bills and the Chiefs yeah. advance. Which, and, which, you know, they're the favorites. Both teams are favorites to win. And this just confirmed my suspicion. That this is what they want. That it might not be next year. It might not be five years from now. The NFL looks at the conference title games and says, can we have Super Bowls? Can we have basically three Super, can we ha- Sto- yeah, Super I mean, Bowls they, instead of one? They're essentially trying to do what, college football has done with the semifinals in, yes. in the the championship game which is have the neutral sites and and you got all these people going in paying all these money for all this money for tickets and for travel and everything i mean i think it's pretty evident though i mean if 50,000 by the way those are mostly buffalo bills fans i saw the actual graphic <laughs> the numbers they, yeah someone posted um but 50,000 tickets already sold for this game yeah. and it's not even a set game yeah and it's so funny because like on one hand i look at it and i say okay the nfl is a billion dollar entity and what does a billionaire want more than its first billion its next billion i totally get that on the other hand shouldn't there be something sacrosanct shouldn't there be something that is that is holy that that it that matters and and listen you've already stolen the title game from the fans going back well, the thing is about football in general, the maybe all sports too. Um, home field matters. Matters. Yep. Right. I mean, the especially in football, right? The momentum that the crowd, the energy that that can bring you. There's a reason why it changes the point spread. It's worth three points. And I think there's a reason why it matters to the ambiance of those games. And it definitely, you would notice it on, like, yes. if we were watching the Bills-Chiefs game on um, whatever that is next weekend in Atlanta, mm-hmm. if it happens, it's not going to feel the same as if it were in, yep. you know, Arrowhead, Arrowhead or, 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 or Highmark. Park. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. I think this was the confirmation. I, I, at some point, they're going to try this. And it's just, I just don't think you this. Wanna, don't you want to host an AFC uh, championship yes. game in Cleveland? Yes. Yes, it's the wouldn't ultimate that, reward. Wouldn't that be great? It's the ultimate, more so than the first round bye. It is the ultimate and, and, reward. And in that situation, in such a big game, to go to the to the Super Bowl, to be able to have that home field advantage, hell, we always talk about the three points, whatever. I think it's like a touchdown yeah. in the playoffs. Pro football focus analyst, the great Steve Palazzolo. Steve, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, we're happy to have you. I. I, I guess we'll start with the Browns and then go to the playoffs here. Actually, you know what? No, because we were just talking about the NFL and the way it sure seems like they want to use this hypothetical Bills-Chiefs uh, AFC title game on a neutral site. It sure seems like we're getting some like circumstantial evidence they might want this as a trial balloon for future potential ideas. 
Would you be upset if in five years the NFL basically made the conference title games extensions of the Super Bowl and, and both games played off-site or neutral site? Yes, I would hate that. That is a terrible idea. I hate this so much. I mean, first off, you want to you want play you want teams playing for something in the regular season. Not only is the number one seed more valuable just because of the buy, but home field advantage does actually matter, of course. And it's not like they need tickets to sell. Like they're going to sell out every single conference championship game with a great atmosphere, a home atmosphere, and then you get to see outdoor games in Buffalo and Kansas City and. You get to see cold. I don't want everything in a controlled dome. I, I, you're going to get more points in a controlled dome. I will admit that. That's why the NFL likes this. But um, I hate this idea. I think I think home field matters. You know, playing a NFC championship in Green Bay, like that stuff's awesome. We cannot lose the home field advantage in the conference championships. Steve, getting to this round of playoffs, uh, Vegas thinks at least three of these four games could be uh, not necessarily lopsided, but but maybe not as close as this last weekend's game. So I'll ask you, do you look at this weekend's slate of games and see a bunch of potentially lopsided or, or not relatively close games? Yeah, I think I think the Saturday games easily could be. You know, so the the Jags going into Kansas City, the Giants going into Philadelphia. I, I think one of the things that happens every year around playoff time is the perception is so high for certain teams coming out of wild card weekend that you just forget that the teams they're going to play are really, really good. They were just because they were on buys, you kind of forget it. But the Eagles are so good all around, everything that they do. Um, as long as Jalen Hurts is, is healthy, right? As long as he comes back, he, he was a little rusty last time he played against the Giants in Week 18. As long as the Eagles are healthy, I mean, they, they're probably the best all-around team in the NFL. And, of course, the Chiefs are juggernaut as well with Mahomes and that offense and a good enough defense this year. So I could see those games being blowouts. I mean, again, anything can happen. And the Giants are a feisty team and the Jags are a fun underdog type of story. But on paper, yeah, like the Chiefs and Eagles should be big favorites I, I do think Sunday's matchups will be could be really really good though with, you know Bengals and Bills they look very evenly matched even though the spread's almost it, it, I don't know if it's up to six yet but it was five and a half a couple days ago and um, Cowboys and Niners you know they, they should be good games on Sunday but I can see the Saturday games if anything being a little bit more lopsided if anything what team this weekend Steve has the most to lose I mean I think it's I think it's always a team like the Chiefs you know, because it, it, look, every team wants to win the Super Bowl. A lot of people are saying the Cowboys. Team. That's why I asked you. Well, the the, the Cowboys, it's like just uh, the, the Cowboys always come up because of the story. You know, Jerry, like they were celebrating like they had just won the Super Bowl exactly. in Tampa Bay the other night. They were they were so excited. So I so I'll agree on the Cowboys because the Jerry Jones story is always fascinating, and there's always this realistic or unrealistic expectation that they should be winning the Super Bowl. But so the Cowboys are up there. But the Chiefs are trying to become the Patriots of the you know that 20-year dynasty period, right? The Chiefs are trying to become that team that is always in the AFC Championship, that is always competing for Super Bowls. And so that's what they have to lose every single year, right? The Chiefs are playing against the standard of like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is supposed to win five or six Super Bowls. And if they, if they only win two or three, it might feel like a failure there in Kansas City, even though it's not the same thing as like Dallas, you know, trying to get over this hump and win multiple playoff games and actually get back to their uh, the glory days of the 90s. Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, it's been interesting to, to talk about Miles Garrett this year in town because on the field, statistically, he had a really, really nice season. 
Um, there were a couple games that were duds in there, but by and large, I, it was one of his best statistical seasons. And yet, he had some off-the-field issues. He got benched for a series against uh, the Saints. Um, there was also the car accident for reckless driving. And you put it all together, and like we had Brian Baldinger on earlier this week, and he was kind of talking about the Jim Schwartz hire and saying, you know, there's still there's still more you can get out of Miles Garrett for him to be put in the same breath with Nick Bosa and TJ Watt and the kind of other elite edge rushers in the NFL. Should Miles, based off what he's done on the field, should Miles already be in the same breath with TJ Watt and Nick Bosa? Or uh, do you think there's something, whether it's a level of consistency, run game, whatever, that, that he still has to go to be there? I mean, I, I think he's already there. I, I think he is as good as it gets. I think he's very much in that conversation. In fact, uh, we had one uh, AP voter via, uh, on PF, uh, at PFF, uh, Sam Monson, my podcast partner, who voted for Miles as, as first team over Nick Bosa um, because we did have a higher grade on him for, as a pass rusher. And um, Could Miles Garrett be better against the run? Absolutely. I do think those guys, Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, they're probably a tick better against the run. But I think when you're talking about the totality of 800, 900 snaps of play. Miles Garrett is absolutely right there with the very best edge defenders in the league, despite even all the stuff that you're saying, benched here and there and the, uh, the accident and all that stuff. We just judge on-field production, and Garrett is – he's there. He was there last year. He's been there the last four years with elite pass rush grades for us. Absolutely could, could stand to improve against the run. But, again, when we're talking about – when we're trying to judge 800 to 1,000 snaps of players – I think Miles Garrett is very much in that elite conversation with the top two or three edge defenders in the league. So why when, I mean, again, Baldy, that's, he's not the only guy to say this. We've had other people have these, you know, football guys have these conversations with Miles. Why, what, what's the discrepancy here? What, what am I missing? I, I don't know if it's, the weird thing that happens with edge defenders, and I, and I feel like the, the advantage that we have at PFF is the fact that we do we do literally watch every snap. And I'm not saying Brian Baldinger doesn't or other people don't, but we watch every snap and we quantify it. So if I have a, 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 like a, my own perception or my own thoughts coming out of watching a player, I can also refer back to, the, to every single snap that's graded and, and kind of like bring myself back down to earth so I don't have any biases, so to speak. So I think what happens with edge defenders is people say, well, this guy disappeared for an amount of time, but that's like a nebulous, ter- that's a term that doesn't mean anything because there's no context against how often should he show up, right? In other words, how often does an edge defender actually win? If he doesn't win a pass rush for 20 straight rushes, is that expected or is that uh, him not showing up? So then I go to pass rush win rate. How often did this guy win? And Miles Garrett won at a higher rate than anyone else rushing the passer. So that's what I think happens. Like when you're watching film, sometimes I think it's difficult to, to, to have a foundation of like, what's the expectation? No matter how much film you watch, sometimes you're going to you know, have biases either way. So I think it's a little bit of not really understanding when guys disappear, quote unquote, disappear for certain stretches of play. And there, like I said earlier, there, are, there is improvement to be made against the run from Miles Garrett. So how much do you weigh that? in your head. For me, I think his pass rush prowess is so great that that offsets, you know, maybe being a little bit below TJ Watt, Joey Bosa, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, those guys as far as the run game goes. 
Steve, I'm curious your thoughts on Deshaun and what you saw to him in the six games that he played this this year. Um, do you think he'll he'll ever get back to where he was in 2020? Oh man, it was bad. It was really bad. I didn't expect that. I mean, if even if you kind of like flipped uh, Deshaun Watson's games a little bit, they would make more sense, right? I, I feel like his. I mean, he started off slow. It seemed like he turned a corner a little bit, but he he finished in rough shape. I, I do think he'll turn it around. I think Watson has some. There was always some streakiness to his game, even when he was with the Texans early in his career, where he would put together these stretches of play that were excellent. Um, I guess my concern would be we we said he was elite in 2020, the year that they won four games. Prior to that, I felt like Watson was good, very good. Um, but the stats were always maybe a touch inflated. Um, and so for us, we've only seen one elite year in our grading and a bunch of good years. So there's a chance. I think he'll get better. He won't be as bad as he was in this six-game stretch, I don't think. But I don't know if he'll ever get – will he get back to that elite level, right? Will he be that top four type of quarterback? Or is he going to be top eight, top ten, top 12? I, look, I think he'll get there. He'll be better. He won't be as rusty as he was this year. But maybe there's some questions about – reaching the ceiling that I think he showed in 2020, even though the Texans couldn't win any games, I thought Watson was excellent in those, in, in, that season. So um, I think he'll be all right, but it, it was a little concerning, you know, the six game stretch and the fact that he didn't actually show improvement maybe as the, as the year went on. Follow this man on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. He is the great uh, senior analyst at Pro Football Focus and Pro Football Focus College. Steve Palazzolo on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Steve, we appreciate you, buddy. Great stuff. You got it. Thank you, guys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.